0: appreciate you guys having us here tonight. We love Bible Baptist Church. In fact, the picture that you see on the screen is actually taken in your lobby. And so, it, actually, it was just the best, best picture I can find of myself. And so, you know, normally when you look at pictures, you first thing that you look at is yourself. And so it was acceptable by all three parties. So we decided to use it. So we definitely love being here at Bible Baptist Church. Since you're here, if you can get your Bible... And if I can get you to turn to Romans chapter 5, we're just going to kind of go through a few verses tonight. And I hope that you got one of our prayer cards. It's right there on the back display table. I ask that um, you grab one of them and pray. I've heard families actually get, um, um, I think my wife's family had like a photo album, right? And they just put them in there like you would pictures. And then you just kind of bring that photo album out, excuse me. <coughs> and you would just pray over the missionaries over maybe one or two days or however you actually pray about it. I thought it was a really good idea. I didn't really uh, really consider that until I started having my own printed out. And so I do pray that you would pray for our family, and uh, we would definitely covet those prayers. Uh, before we came, before I got here tonight, I, Kayla, my wife, was asking me about the message, and I said, honestly, it's going to be a, kind of a quick message. Kind of got, uh, got her attention, and she said, how quick? I said, honestly, Kayla, I, I really think it's going to be a 20, 25 minutes uh, message, and I've never seen her so excited to get to church. And so... <clears throat> We'll see, we'll see if that's the case, uh, if the, the Spirit listeth and getting me preaching a little bit. But uh, we just plan on just being here in a few moments tonight. So I pray that uh, it'll be a blessing, and I believe that it will. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 is where we're going to start. Wherefore, being justified, or that means declared righteous by faith, We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience, experience, and experience hope. Verse 5. And hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Father, I thank you for tonight. I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to present your word. There are many churches all over this world that cannot openly meet, and we can. We don't have to hide secretly. We can proudly come in our nice clothes and with our Bibles. We can sing loudly. And we can walk out freely. There are many places tonight that are unable to do so. And so I thank you, Lord God, for living in this free country, to being able to do that, and for the veterans that laid down their lives and sacrifice their time and families to do so, so, that we may be able to freely worship you tonight. We thank you for it, in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> if you've seen a few pieces of paper, you've noticed that when, uh, uh, when you've come to this missions conference, there's a theme that they normally have. And this year's theme is, um, our mission is hope. If you've looked on the on, um uh, on The walls here, Anchored by Hope, is essentially the year theme. And it's kind of fitting, don't you think? That when you think about, you know, trying to reach people with the gospel, the good news, we are reaching people that essentially feel hopeless. There are people in this world, people in your community, people in your neighborhood that feel that very way, hopeless. There may be people even here tonight that that may resonate with them, hopeless. The definition of hope, and it is also a biblical definition, is a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. A feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. But, you know, today that definition of hope is taking on a new meaning in many people's lives. Instead of expectation, now the definition of hope could be something like this. A feeling of uncertainty for a certain thing to happen. So now we have a feeling of expectation versus a feeling of Uncertainty. Have you ever been there? Have you ever said this? Well, I hope this works. Or I I hope this happens. Or "I, I hope I get this job. The feeling of uncertainty now defines how we look at hope instead of expectation. You see, God says to have a spirit of expectation. And sometimes all we feel is this feeling of uncertainty. You see, at the moment that we got saved... God installed a conduit stemming from him to us. Flowing through that conduit was immense amount of hope. The ability to see a brighter future. The confidence in a new life. The expectation of change. The moment we got saved, we had this feeling of immense hope in our life. Months, Or even years later, that feeling of expectation or that conduit didn't seem to work very well. You may have gone through a trial or you may go through a season of trials and that hope that you once felt or that conduit seems to not be working very well, that hope that flows through like water, like a, like a, uh, a tube, we doesn't feel like we normally get that amount of hope that we once did. If something happens, there's this uh, life gets in the way of this, uh, this conduit of hope and we feel hopeless at times. Once upon a time, hope was associated with confidence in our life, and now there's a disconnection to that confidence. Today, the feeling of hopelessness is largely associated with depression. When you feel hopeless, you feel depressed, because there's nothing you feel you can do. According to the ADAA, 15 million Americans deal with depression on a daily basis. So, my question is, how do we reconnect to hope? If our mission is hope, how do we reconnect when we feel like we're hopeless or when we feel like we need a a burst of hope in our life? How do we reconnect to hope? How do we cleanse that conduit of hope where we can feel the expectation, not uncertainty? Well, tonight, very quickly, I just want you to notice with me Through Romans chapter 5, three truths about hope. Are we ready? Three truths about hope. Notice notice with me, number one, the entrance into hope. The entrance into hope. Notice with me in verse 1 as we stay there the rest of the night. Wherefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith. Into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. The entrance into hope. I want you to notice something really quickly. It's kind of interesting when you see what Paul says here. Did you notice that God ties hope into our new identity? God ties hope into getting into the Christian life. Look at verse 1. Wherefore, being justified, again, being declared righteous by God, we have peace with God. "...through our Lord Jesus Christ." Let me notice this phrase. Hope is tied to our identity. Our identity is tied to Christ... Wherefore, if our hope is to be stirred up once more within us, we must first stir up who we are in Jesus Christ. It is not a circumstance. It is not an outcome. It is not an answered prayer that gives us hope. It is the aspect of who we are in Jesus Christ. It is the moment that we get saved. It is the moment that we accept Christ as our Savior that directly ties us to hope. It's as if we expect God to be a genie, and once he uh, answers our prayer, hope is then restored. It is not that way. The moment we get saved, the moment that we enter into this relationship with Jesus Christ, hope is possible. Hope is possible. It is our relationship with Jesus that ties us to hope, not our circumstance. Verse 2, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Paul said it a little bit differently in another portion of Scripture. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, Blessed be the God of our Father, of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Forgive me. You see, when you get enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ, it's not a hope that uh, that constantly needs to be renewed in the sense of getting rededicating that. In that sense, it says that in First Peter, it is a lively hope. It is something that we can continually have. We need to do away with this aspect or this definition of hope of uncertainty. It's this common nature that if something were to happen or if we want something to happen, we hope for it. Yet it is expectation. Not uncertainty and the entrance into this type of hope that changes that gets us to the field and and that gets people saved and that see people's life get changed is the expectation and the entrance into hope. My friend, the truth is there is no hope outside of Jesus. So the entrance into hope is through Jesus Christ. So let me ask you a question. (coughs) Excuse me. Why do people feel hopeless? even Christians why do we feel hopeless i believe in my life and maybe the lives that i've seen in other people it could be because of divinely delayed response let me break that down why do feel people people feel hopeless because of the divinely delayed response notice what i'm about to tell you right now notice it don't miss this next part here instant change was our first introduction to hope let that let that let that resonate instant change was our first introduction to hope you see the moment that you got saved you were changed and given immediate hope so anything that doesn't instantaneously change for our lives makes us feel hopeless a divinely delayed response can make us Feel hopeless. When God may me, me have you wait on or Wait a few moments or wait a few weeks or wait a few years because something doesn't change instantaneously in our lives. We feel like it's hopeless. We feel like nothing's going to change. It feels like that we're constantly going to have to deal with this sin. It feels like we constantly have to deal with this situation, deal with our boss, deal with this thing that we have in our life. Because something doesn't change automatically or instantaneous as it did when we got saved. Sometimes that can stem into feeling hopeless. But my friend, let me just encourage you that you have already entered into hope. You've already entered into a relationship. So therefore, hope, you'll see in a minute, exists. The entrance is to hope. But notice with me, secondly, the existence of hope. Look at verse number three. It says, And not only so, but we glory in tribulation also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. Can I say really quickly that hope exists? Hope is not out of reach in our lives. Hope is not just meant for other people. Hope is universally attainable. Hope is experientially achievable. Hope exists in the place in which you are in today. Hope can be found in tribulation. Hope exists. I want you to notice really really quickly this word here in this portion of Scripture in verse 3. It's this word glory. Let's look in verse 3 really quickly. And not so only, but we glory in tribulation. This word glory, it means to boast or to talk with excessive satisfaction. And if we look at the verse, it talks about talking about excessive satisfaction in tribulation. See, Paul mentions that our attitude within our trial makes hope a possibility. I'll say it one more time. Paul mentions that our attitude within our trial makes hope a possibility. 2 Corinthians 12 says this way. Paul writes, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, my strength is made weak. Uh, perfect in weakness, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Wherefore, I take pleasure in infirmities in reproaches and necessities in persecutions in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. I don't know how many times I've had to personally read over that verse. I don't know how many times when I felt weak or I felt like I was in necessity or I felt like I was without hope. Paul reminds me that even in the midst of a trial, hope exists because at the time of our trial, therefore God's strength is present. Have you ever needed God's strength before? Have you ever felt like you just were strengthless and, and everything that you could do? You have done in every situation, every, all type of logic. You try to make your way, see the, uh, the, the, every outcome and every aspect, and it just still doesn't work out? Have you ever tried to work extra hours and it just seems to not work out? Or have you ever tried to uh, do things in your own power and it just doesn't seem to work out? And then you realize once you get a hold of God again, and when you realize that there's something more that you can do, you can just go ahead and hope it, because hope exists in your infirmities. Ministry is hard. Serving God is hard. It's not easy at times. Being a Christian in this world, in today's society, it's not easy. In your work, in your home, and when you're trying to do the right thing, it's hard. But when you feel that there's nothing left in the tank, there is hope. Hope exists. No glory, no hope. Much glory, much hope. Remember, glory is to talk with excessive satisfaction. Have you ever met somebody that just seemed to be going, everything used to be going all wrong in their life? And they've got more joy in their life than you when your bills are paid, you got a loving family, you got direction... And now you're envying people who have, are less fortunate than you because they have something that you wish you had, hope. Hope exists no matter what. Hope is what the end result of a trial produces. Look at it again in verse number 3. Hope is the end result of a trial what a trial produces. And not only so, but we glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, And patience, experience, and experience hope. Hope is expectation, not uncertainty. By definition. Hope is expectation, not uncertainty. I will say that one more time, then I will ask kindly that you repeat it with me. Hope is expectation, not uncertainty. Let's say that together. Ready, begin. Hope is expectation, not uncertainty. What's your definition of hope? When you feel like you're in the trial of your life, do you expect God to just work through or are you just open in that sense? Are you expecting God to move, get us to the field, get us to where we need to be in our life, help us mend those relationships in our life, help us get to that next step in our, in our walk with God? Are we expecting God to move or are you kind of uncertain about what God can do? Hope exists. Hope exists. Archaeologists have dug up the first century cemeteries in Greece and Rome and have found on many tombstones that bear the Greek and Latin inscription for these words, no hope. Imagine living your entire life with no hope. Imagine going to your death with no hope. Imagine that eternal night with no hope. Hope exists for you and for I. The way that you've handled your last trial, does hope carry the definition of expectation or uncertainty? Hope is through Christ. Hope exists. But notice lastly tonight, the expression of hope in verse 5. And hope maketh not ashamed. Amen. Hope maketh not ashamed. Let's continue because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. You see, when hope is attained, its expression is to not be ashamed. And it says that hope maketh. See, when we have the spirit of expectation when I say spirit of expectation, you know that I'm talking about the spirit of hope. See, when we have the spirit of expectation, witnessing becomes easier because you expect God to do something. You see, when we have the, the spirit of expectation, worship becomes easier because you don't do it for your fellow Man, or for your your pastor, uh, raising your hands, or singing out loud, or singing or worshiping uh, like you hadn't done before becomes easier because you're just not ashamed. When hope, when you have this spirit of expectation, things become easier. The Christian life becomes easier when I don't have to worry about what I can present to the table, and when I can just expect God to do something. The Christian life becomes a little bit more to handle. Because if you are like me, when you get saved, I say, God, this is what I can do. Here's the list of my achievements. Here's what I can do. And God says, okay. (laughs) And so when I pray to God, and when I say, God, I'm having a hard time, I'm struggling, and, and I need some help in this particular area, many times... God points to me that the very things that I struggle with are the things that God said I was supposed to take care of, not you. And so I struggle and I, and I, and I, and I pray and I, and I do all these things over things that God says, these are, th- these are under my control. This has nothing to do with you. And so when I think about hope and when I think about expectation and when I think about the expression of hope, I just know that it, everything becomes easier when certain things are in God's control. I don't become fearful about coming to God. Because it's not uncertain. It's expectation. It says in verse 5, And hope maketh not ashamed. You see, we understand the love of God in our hearts. We are thankful for the gift of the Holy Spirit. The expression of hope is confidence. Can I have you to jump to one verse for me as we close? First John chapter 3. Verse 21. The expression of hope is confidence we're not ashamed we know things are gonna happen for us when we have the confidence in God first John chapter 3 21 and 22 beloved if our hearts condemn us not then we have confidence towards myself no it says beloved if our hearts condemn us not then we have confidence towards God and whatsoever we ask we receive of Him because we keep His commandments and do those things which are pleasing in His sight. My friend, the expression of hope is confidence the expression of hope is that we are not ashamed and I do ask that you pray for us that when we as as missionaries and you as you're here that when you go witness and you go try to reach your area Pembroke Pines and and Miramar and Davie and Cooper City and and all these areas that are around here that you can go out with expectation That you can help missionaries with expectation. That you can go out into your area and talk to your family and pray to God with expectation. Because when there is God, there is the ability for something to happen. There's confidence. It says, and again, I'll invite you to read it again in First John. Beloved, if our hearts condemn us not, then we have confidence towards God in whatsoever we ask we receive of Him because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. Is not God the, or the, the confidence God of the personification of hope? The feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen? when you have confidence of God, don't you just expect God to work? I have three questions and I'm going to close. Question number one. How does your actions define hope? Expectation or uncertainty? Question number two. Can your attitude throughout a trial produce hope? The way that you are dealing with a trial is the way that you're dealing with a trial making up for the ability to produce hope. Question number three. Are you in search of hope outside of Christ? Are you in search of hope outside of Christ? I wasn't going to do this, and I hope I hope he's not uh, embarrassed. Andreas, right before the service, you know Andreas just got saved. So there's a there's a there's a young man living in your city prior to Christ, hopeless essentially. Hope cannot be found anywhere outside of Christ. Now, Andreas, you got hope, man. And those that are saved, you have hope. It is the spirit of expectation, not the spirit of uncertainty. Are you in need of a revitalization of your definition of hope? Are you expecting God to work? Because hope exists through Christ. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for tonight. I thank you, Lord, for the liberty that I have here to preach and to say what's on my heart. I pray, Lord God, for those here in attendance tonight. There are a thousand different things that we could be thinking about. But tonight, we're thinking about what you can do through us, through the local church, within the theme of hope. Hope is our mission. I pray for those that feel that they're a little bit hopeless. There are situations in life that just makes us feel that we have no control. And I pray, Lord God, that you would divinely influence the hearts of these people here. With every head bowed and eyes closed, I'd like to know how to pray for you. You know me, but I'd like to pray for you. Underneath the sound of my voice is many people, and I wonder, the, those that are here tonight, say, Brother Ryan, I am also in need of, of hope. I have situations in my life that really need God's attention, and maybe I do need the spirit of expectation instead of uncertainty. Tonight, God spoke to me about the definition of hope. And I plan on expecting to see God work instead of hoping. As if that's you, and you're expecting God to work instead of now, just merely uncertain. And you want me to pray for you and your condition and your situation can I see your hand, please? I'm, I'm in a place in my life right now, I need God to work. I see those hands. Anybody else? I'm in a place in God right now where I need to see God work. I need to have a different definition of hope. I see those hands. Thank you for your honesty. You can put them down. I know that we're in a missions conference, but I'd like to ask. I've been sitting here, Brother Ryan, and I have had hope or tried to find hope outside of Jesus Christ, and I have not found it, but I would like to find out about the hope that Jesus Christ can provide, and I'm not sure that I have that type of hope. Can you pray for me? If you're not sure about that type of hope, and you'd like to know and experience the hope that's only in Jesus, can I pray for you by seeing your hand? Not sure that you have the hope that Jesus can provide through a relationship with him is there anyone here Father God I thank you for tonight I do pray Lord God for those that have raised hand, their hands and say that they need they need hope They have situations father that it needs your attention and they may need to see expectation instead of uncertainty. There are things that are going on in in their life tonight that may need them to realize that there is hope and that we are not hopeless. I pray that you'd visit them tonight. If we would like to stand, I'd like you to be able to have that time to come and maybe worship God. By coming to this, the front of this altar and saying, God, I really need you to work. I am not ashamed because hope maketh not ashamed. You may need to come. Some have come. Others may need to come. Say, God, I'm coming before you tonight and, and I am going to revamp my expectation in what you can do. I am not going to be ashamed about worshipping you in front of my worker, co-workers. I am not going to be ashamed... I'm going to expect you to work because there is hope in Jesus Christ. Others have come. Do you need to step out?